Thanks to our patrons for helping make this episode possible. Go to patreon.com slash boards and swords to learn more on how you can help. Live from Swordplay Studios, this time in my polar bear pajamas, it's Boards and Swords! Getting cray-cray in the PJs. I am wearing a dress today. I actually got dressed. That, officially. literally. Yeah, well, <laughs> instead of just throwing on yoga pants and a t-shirt, I was like, I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> that no one can see. Well. At least on the stream. Right. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. All right. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast where we have fun talking about board games. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Chris Renshaw. And on the line, we have Philip. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Philip coming at you live from uh, Studio TC. What? <laughs> where, did, where did the TC come from? That's the initials of the street I live on. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, in that vein, you got Cindy and Colin, and we're on Studio C. CP. <laughs> do you do you CP? Because I CP. That's awkward. C is it? <laughs> Charlie Papa, that's CP. Okay. What yeah, also sure. works that it's both their initials. Uh, exactly. I'm, right. I'm here and I don't believe that's the actual definition of those letters. Because <laughs> <laughs> it stands for Cindy Pastorius. Gosh. Anyway, we're here. Yeah, we are. Ugh. 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 How's it been, going? It's been a couple. It's been a couple days, especially in like the past couple hours. It feels like it's been days. <laughs> well, aren't you just lucky? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, lucky to be alive. <laughs> uh-huh. Were you playing talk talk woodman? Yeah, we were playing the dexterity game. Don't hit your neighbor's house with a tree. <laughs> oh my goodness! We succeeded. <laughs> in hitting or not hitting? <laughs> uh, yes. Volcano Los Dos. What variant were you playing? <laughs> Shh. I'll never tell. <laughs> All the right. exciting thing I got to do today, I actually went into a store Ooh. for the first time in like two months <laughs> because the drive through pharmacy was broken. And so I had to go in to pick up my prescription. Fancy. Like, yeah. I had a little bit of an anxiety attack, and then I almost hit some woman who swerved into me on the way home, and I came back, and I snuggled under my weighted blanket <laughs> because I was like, I can't deal with today anymore. Yeah. It, was, it that, was bad. That seems to be a thing. Like, I even I'm like, you know, your normal Lowe's store, we've been have, doing a bunch of stuff around the house, and I'll go in there, and I get anxiety every time I go in there now because there's just so many people. Yeah, I, I I was okay. Like I was a little on edge having to go into the pharmacy, but then driving home and this woman, she literally changed lanes without signaling, and almost like I had to slam on the brakes. Like I locked up and swerved and stunk, and it was bad. It scared me so bad, and I was like, I Did just you need slam to go on home. the horn too? No, I was too panicked. Like I was just freaking out. I'm like holding holding onto the wheel to try and prevent my you know, tires from veering too much because I would have hit a curb and oh, it was so scary. I'm usually the one dealing with the idiots. (laughs) My instinct is not to lay on the horn for some reason. I don't know why. That's just somebody somebody telling you to stay home. That's that's what they're saying. Yeah, Mm -hmm, pretty much. And then she she was just going to get her coffee. She was was heading into a coffee shop like seriously. Okay, whatever. (laughs) It was that important. You almost killed us both. Well, with that... Maybe uh, she needs it. I mean, she didn't see you there. (laughs) She got to wake up. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, That sounds like a good transition to talk about the news. Uh, You will be very happy to know that there are a couple of things in here that you're going to... That you are of uh, interest to you, Colin and Cindy. I know. I'm very happy. First of all... We have, and I guess I need to time this better, and uh, I learned not to ask rhetorical questions in my jokes, because Cindy will answer them. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't understand <laughs> things. Like I, I'm just I'm I'm dense. <laughs> or not dense. I'm I don't know. You not, already said it. I'm naive. <laughs> no, Can't that's get not the right word back either. In the tube. No, you've already put it out there in the world. <laughs> it's uh Colin, she's your density. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm her density. That's... Oh, okay. All right, let's talk uh Clank. Yay! Mm. Renegade Games is now taking pre-orders for the Clank Adventuring Party expansion for the popular deck-building game. This expansion adds six new adventurers to the game, each with their own new starting deck and abilities, so it adds a little uh, asymmetry yes, in there. Those are really fun. Oh, we have you... a couple packs that have that. Oh, do the... Uh, the, the... The A team and the C yeah, team. Yeah, that one. Or, or not A team, upper man. And I believe these are compatible with both the regular game and the legacy game. They should be, yeah. Yeah. Personally, I didn't realize the plan was to release enough stuff that you could literally build a deck in your backyard with it. <laughs> hey, did you see, Chris, that one of the new adventurers is a cat? I did see that. Isn't that exciting? And you have I, Clank I now, man. I do have Clank now. It's a cat. All right. Uh, I would say Philip can uh, pay attention to this one, but he's already backed it. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> Renegade, the they've uh, launched a new Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid expansion on Kickstarter. It's time to rock it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock it. Flip. Beep. What was it? Three, three, five. Wee, wee. Only Philip Rangers knows. in space. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called Rise of the Psycho Rangers. It adds the uh, space Power Rangers and their evil Psycho Ranger counterparts. I understand there may be some people that have no idea what I'm talking about. So here you go. When you have a property and it finds an audience, you just keep churning out new versions using a lot of the same elements and cliches as before, but tweak slightly. You know, this is how we get new Power Rangers series, new Power Rangers Kickstarters, or new menu items at Taco Bell. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, it really is just like the same six ingredients. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, if, but it, if it ain't it, broke, don't fix it's it. It's all good, though. We eat at Taco Bell at least once a week, people. Philip, I'm so glad you're back, because at least I get giggles now. <laughs> Wait, the what? past couple of episodes have been kind of... <laughs> Most of the jokes have been like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, last week... No, it was two weeks ago. It we was all, a, come on. A, no, that was, that was two episodes ago. Yeah. That's what I said, two weeks ago. Or yeah. not weeks ago. Yeah, Colin, ago. I'm surprised you didn't add in the crickets on last week's. Oh, darn. I, I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah. Sorry I don't get most of your jokes. That's okay. Like I said, I just don't... Under, I, I, I'm not dense. What's the word? When I don't understand... Oblivious? No, I don't know. You're flying. Did, I'm ditzy. That's the word. <laughs> I'm ditzy. You're, you're flying pretty low, so everything <laughs> goes over your head. <laughs> Anyways, okay. uh, we got a we got a lot of kickstarters in this week because that's mm. the biggest news right now. Uh, yeah. Y'all know I love Railroad Inc. So when Horrible Guild, the makers of the game, launched Railroad Inc. Challenge, you know I immediately backed it. This Kickstarter is for two new versions, Lush Green and Shining Yellow, along with a whole bunch of extra expansions and goodies. It was so hard to resist. Like, you just keep scrolling, and it was like, well, I want that. And they keep scrolling, well, I want that. And, mm -hmm. okay, I want that, too. Uh, it's not the exact same as the previous versions. They've been modified. The rules have been modified some to add in some player interactions and challenges as well. Uh, I had been seeing updates every day leading up to when this game launched. In fact, you might say that the company trained me pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they, wah, wah, they about wah. got me. Like, I was excited for the desert one. Yeah. Because it's desert. You know? uh, and, uh, yeah, I looked at the page and I was I, I was tempted to go on. I, was, I just got to stop looking at this. But, like, every second thing on my Instagram and Facebook feed is an oh, ad for that campaign. Because you looked at the Kickstarter page. I need, I need these people to stop making kicks. I need all the people that are in uh, the realm of games that I like. They need to stop making Kickstarters because every two <laughs> weeks a new one comes out. And you're interested in Yeah. It. Luckily, they're every two weeks, so it's on a different paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as they're all 30-day Because, like, this is this has been my history. Uh, I backed Ankh, and then it was uh, Steampunk, uh, Steampunk Rally, and then a game that I'm about to talk about later, and then <laughs> this one just popped up. So, oh, by the way, Matthew says that, uh, Cindy, you have a refined comedy palette. Aw, that's so sweet. It just means I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, 
I, Colin, please clip that. Uh, <laughs> if you won't, I will. I'll, I'll let you do it. Aww. Yeah, uh, I, I think about Seinfeld. You're very ch- careful with money. <laughs> oh, I said it cheap. You think I'm cheap? <laughs> All right. Uh, first, we had New York. Then we had London. Now we've got Ticket to Ride Amsterdam in the newest small box version of the popular route building game. What? You're going to make me cry. Why? Because I would have been in Amsterdam on Monday. Oh. Had we have not had the stupid virus. I mean, not that we have it, but yeah, our the European pandemic. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just sad. As in the previous versions, this is expected to take only 15 to 30 minutes to play and will be available in the U.S. around September this year. So now, when you line up all your games, you can say, I see London, I see France, I see I've spent way too much money on Ticket to Ride. (laughs) (laughs) Got (laughs) it! That was good, I like that. All right, and last up is the Kickstarter I mentioned, the other one I did back, and this is uh, Sea of Legends. This next one, it caught my eye originally because I know a few people that have been working on it, but uh, Mm. Sea of Legends, it's a pirate-themed narrative game for one to four players. So using a companion app, the game is like a sandbox style game with multiple paths to victory and over 400 unique stories in the game. Like it's got dice, it's got minis, it's got an app story. It just screamed Renshaw. And with that, it's time for pirate puns. All right. Oh my goodness. Here we go. With all the stuff in the box, this game is a steal. I wonder if it will have enough complexity to get listed just slightly above a three on BGG for weight. You know, a pie rating. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there's so many components, there'll be a lot to rum edge through. I got an eye roll. If the game came with a soundtrack, would it be considered ship hop? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I like that one. And uh, lastly, if the game runs on an Apple device, when they update it, is it called an eye patch? Oh my gosh. That was the, that's perfect for that one, babe. Perfect. So there you go. Th- them's the news. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was nice. Hey, Philip. Hey, Chris. Hey, what? A, so uh, recently we, uh, we, we hit the finale of our little uh, Star Wars RPG game. It was epic. You want, you want to talk about that? Uh no. It was great. <laughs> it was great. No, it was a, it was a very fun game. I so my my character uh, is my hair my character is a Togorian, which is um so think of uh think of the size, power and uh shape of a Wookiee, but a cat. <laughs> and that's basically you got my character. And I ran around and I was very good at shooting things. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> and that's like that pretty was, much that's all he did during that's, the, the, the that's finale. Much, well, I mean that that one that one um, where we were driving down the road, I just jumped onto the other cars and started shooting through the windows. <laughs> that was yeah, I think um, yeah, shooting very good because I think what Mike had told everyone else is like all of a sudden you just see blaster bolts coming out of the dark and killing the bad guys, <laughs> and you're thankful. <laughs> Chris, is this the same game that you were saying you were dr- you were like flying and you realized that you you had basically had a tank? Yep. Okay. Oh, all right, nice. Yeah, that's where he was talking about jumping from our car to the other car. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, there was even one that was like, "No, Philip, get back in the car, seriously," because <laughs> on the next turn, I basically ran over the car he was on. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, but I'm doing it. I'm right here, man. I got this. It's that's good. It, it, that's one of those games where you're you're, you're uh, glad that they have the uh, instead of a fixed initiative. I go first, then this person, then this person. There's a uh, just slots to where it's like, okay, who really needs to go first? And it's like, okay, Philip really needs to go first so he can get off the car that you're about to smash. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike didn't actually tell you that. I'm assuming. Well, no, it was it was like all of us were saying to Philip, like. You need to go first. Gotcha. Get off the car. So you guys kind of had an idea of what was coming then. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. Cool. I mean, we all we all met a game and talk about it all the that's time. Cool. That's the fun. That's the fun part. I mean, oh, I'm sure. And, yeah. Yeah, because we have to derail the game all the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like in 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 the finale, it's it's basically we're trying to destroy some like 
Sith artifacts. And because one of the other characters in my character were the only Force users, uh, we kept having these visions and like people kept like speaking to us and being like, oh, don't you want strength and power? And so like instead of like answering them like, yes, I do or no, I don't. And I'm like, what is strength and power? Really? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of like philosophized with them a little bit. You would. <laughs> Well, it's great because then the GM has to, he's a oh crap, now I got to come up with something <laughs> for that. Because it's like, do you want strength and victory or do you want to help your friends? I'm like, well, if I help them, then I'm going to win and be stronger. So, mm-hmm. por que los dos? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Colin, Cindy, why don't you uh, talk about uh, your your shelf? You've been you've been getting rid of stuff or like off well, the- not, off the no. We've been getting stuff off. off the off the shelf. Yes, we've been playing uh, stuff off our shelf of opportunity because we set a deadline to have it all played. You know, within a by September, I think it was. And we're <laughs> getting there. That won't happen for me. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, I think we're down to the teens. Yeah, mm. I think we have like seventeen left, maybe something. Yeah, we played our copy of Galaxy Trucker. What else did we do? Uh, we played Flatline. Oh yeah, yeah. And we played Spirits of the Forest and Ark of the Covenant. Oh, yeah. It's a variant on Carcassonne. Yeah. Those are the ones we played most recently. But yeah, it was kind of cool. Like Flatline, we've had that for a while. Yeah. We got a like a, a one round demo. demo of it at Dice Tower Con our first year, I think. Yeah. It was either, yeah, one or first or second year. Yeah. It was the first, I think. Uh, uh, and it just didn't wow me. Like at that point, we were playing Fuse and we really liked Fuse. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this just doesn't seem very good. But when we played the full game, it was like, oh, this, okay, the intensity the de- is... The, the demo didn't do it justice. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, we played the full game, and that that was really good. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking we were going to chuck that one easily just based on that demo. But uh, this one, it'll, it'll probably be hanging around. Yeah, it, it was good. Like, I don't see how you could do any better than we did, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, like how you could make it any more difficult and still win based right. on how mm. our game went. Cause we, it was like last minute, basically we won. It's like, Oh my goodness. So I'm like, unless we have more players, I don't foresee how we could really like go up to a higher difficulty than the training mission and still win. <laughs> well, it only adds like one or two more patients and the higher difficulties. Oh, well maybe. Yeah, maybe. Did, speaking of dice tower con, did you see that next year it's going it to be back canceled. at, well, it's going to be back at the Carib Royale. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good move. I liked that hotel a lot. I mean, the food options weren't the best, but the facility was amazing, I thought, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. Yeah, right. if you had food, it was great. Yeah, so when we had a villa our last year, or last year when we went, we could cook our own food and make our own sandwiches and stuff, and it was just the best experience, I thought. Oh but yeah, um, yeah. Ark of the so Ark of the Covenant was interesting because, like Colin was saying, that one's a play of play off of Carcassonne. Like mm-hmm. the on the box, it actually says a some I don't know a game in the theming of Carcassonne or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And basically, they took they made it a biblical like a Christian game. <laughs> it was I don't know like it's it's very loose. It yes, very very loose. But it's just really it's fun and it's a game we found at a used bookstore called bookman's out when we were visiting in arizona last year and i was like you know what let's try it like let's see what this is all about it, it was pretty cool like i like the implementation of how they did it mm-hmm. it was instead of monasteries they had what they call temples and instead of putting a person on a temple you score once it's like got a cross surrounding it mm. kind there's, of thing. There's four exits, like roads leading away. And as soon as there's all something the touching all up. those roads, it scores. Yes. But how it scores is the person who has the majority of meeples on the four surrounding tiles is who scores seven points. And if there's a tie, each player gets three points. Gotcha. So or yeah. no, each player gets seven points. It's the end of the game. It's three points. So yeah, they'll be on different features like a road or a city or something like that. And if you complete someone else's road, you can take away their meeple from around the temple so you can like screw them out of getting those points. So it's, it's a little bit of a give and take on that. Yeah, and then the only other real 
big difference is that there's this little tile that they call it's called the Ark of the Covenant. And the first person who completes a city places it in that city that they've just completed. And then on your turn, on later turns, each player can move the arc around the board, like up to five spaces, and any meeple that it passes scores a point. Gets their face it, melted off? That's what I was hoping. Sure. <laughs> no, it they score a point if it moves past them or onto their tile. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so it's just so, it was so, a neat it's so, a neat implementation. Speaking of games with arc in the name. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> So we finally finished. Uh, surprisingly, we managed to pull out. I know things were looking grim the last I talked about. We fin- but we finished Path to Carcosa, and Good for uh, you. and it, it 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 we actually ended up winning because oh like, wow nice. I, yeah I I had like a brilliant idea like at the as we were getting started like wait instead of going here and dealing with this guy let's go down here and get this thing and we managed to do this like i'm trying to think of the word where it's like you're you're chasing it around and it's like i forget the name of it benny hill that's it benny hill situation uh. thank you philip so we were just kind of doing this chase thing because they would hunt you down so you just kind of keep moving around and so they're always one space away <laughs> colin and oh i had that happen in real life we were headed over to a friend's house and as soon as we turned a corner all of a sudden, this cop car came out of nowhere right as the Benny Hill song came on in the oh, radio. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we were going across uh, like a college campus. and Yeah. So this week, we we played one of the side scenarios, kind of like what we did with the car or the Rougarou. Uh, mm. But this, okay. one, this one is uh, Murder at the Excelsior Hotel. And it's basically like every black and white monster movie you've ever watched is in this game. <laughs> oh. Mm. Uh, but it also makes it a murder mystery kind of thing. So, and it, it depending on, I say all those different things are in it because depending on what you end up shuffling and getting first determines there's like branches in the story of which way oh, it goes. Cool. Um, so we, we do it and, and, and we get to the, the last, the last card and it's getting late and like internet's getting spotty for a couple people. So they're like on the phone telling us what to do with their cards Mm-hmm. And it's like, hold on, we're almost done. And we flip over the last act card and it goes, go read interlude number four. And we're like, interlude, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out we have a whole nother half of the game to do. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But you were at a pausing point at least. Yeah. I guess there's that. We're like, there's not even enough cards to like, and we're like, oh God. <laughs> uh, okay. So with that, let's uh, let's do some reviews. Uh, Colin, Cindy, why don't you start? Okay, so we have City Skylines that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. We got this from uh, Cosmos, Thames and Cosmos, and this is a cooperative city building game. Isn't it based off of... It's a, yeah, it's a, a video, video game. game. So this is City Skylines, the board game, because City Skylines is, yeah, it's a video game and kind of along the lines of SimCity. Mm-hmm. And this is, this game can be very as long, long as very short. It's all dependent on when you end the milestones that you're going through. Yeah. On a turn, a player has a hand of cards laying in front of them face up. And so everyone can see what's on everyone else's cards. Each player has a hand of cards that they're going to be playing. Like you choose a card, like you have a residential card, you'll put that down and you can put down a residential building and you can put it anywhere you want that is available on your space that you currently have. Yeah. Throughout the game, you have four of these boards. They all start face down. And at the end of each milestone, you add a new board. Then the tile that you're building on flips over. And now you have this whole district that you can now build upon. It's got it's separated by roads and there's some water over here. There's usually water on every tile. It just depends on where it is, whether it's taking up a lot of the tile or just part of the tile. Mm -hmm. So uh, the different buildings will do different things. Like some will say this takes some water so your water resource goes down this will say it'll say this has crime so you up your crime meter and there's three tracks there's pollution traffic and crime that will go up and if they're maxed out you you're just out of luck you can't play that card if you have to increase it anymore mm-hmm. yeah and you have there's this cool little board where you're tracking all your stats and so at the top of the board is your good stuff you have the energy 
your water and your trash, trash. services yeah, or whatever. Right. And then in the middle is your happiness tracker. Then you have your unemployment tracker. And then at the bottom is where you're like keeping track of your pollution, your traffic and your crime. And so those are always just going to be bad things. Whereas the energy, water and trash collection, those could be positive or negative depending on what your levels are at. So yeah, you're going through and playing all these different kinds of buildings and trying to fit them into the area and increase your happiness of your city. That's the overall goal of the game is to make a happy city. Yeah. And you're actually tracking your happiness on this cool little, it looks like a skyscraper type building. It's a city skyline actually. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. You're right. And it's got little notches on either side where you can keep track of your points because the points are cumulative between the different milestone rounds. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's different kinds of buildings that you can play. There's residential and the residential is they come in all kinds of funky little shapes. Yeah. They're very strangely shaped. And so they can wiggle into little notches that you might've left empty. And then there's also commercial zones and industrial. And those are, the industrial ones are pretty big for the most part. They are. So they're a little harder to work in there, but they give you bigger benefits usually. And then you have your services, which there's like uh, your medical parks and other things too. So certain buildings, will, the cards will say, if this is serviced by a medical thing, then you'll get this benefit. So more often than not, you're trying to make the cards work as well as they can for you. Mm -hmm. And then there's also utilities. The utilities are neat because when you place a utility on the board, like you pay money to build one, but then it gives you some sort of huge like benefit with your resources. Like here's the small landfill site. The small landfill site, you pay $3, but it ups your trash collection by three. So it makes it your city less full of trash. <laughs> yeah. And so that is the basic game. You go through the, the absolute basic is you go through three milestones, which is you're flipping over the three boards at different points. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the full game, you have a fourth board in there. So you got a two by two square, or actually you can arrange it however you want. You can have just a line of four. After that, you add in all these different scenarios, they call them. They're basically expansion modules. Yeah. The first one is unique buildings. So there's cards that'll pop up that are, they're not any service or residential commercial or anything like that. They are a specific building. Like I'm holding a stadium here. So if you throw that down, yeah, it'll get a benefit that's unique to that building throughout the game, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think there's like a two of them that are like immediate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Immediate, like you fulfill this requirement. But the rest of them are all throughout the game sort of benefits. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the unique buildings are all huge. Huge. They're huge or very awkwardly shaped. And so huge. They're, they're they're hard to work into the thing. They are. Another thing that they have uh, player powers. Yeah. I like think they call it the roles, but... Yeah, there's a couple examples. Yeah, you can they... have, like, there is the speech writer, which if you end a milestone, if that player ends a milestone and there's at least three tiles in each district, you gain two additional happiness. Mm-hmm. And you actually had that in our last game. I did have this in our last game. And yeah. that helped us out a lot. I oh, think our got, yeah. we got our highest scoring game with that one. Yeah. And so there's different powers that you can add in. And then there's uh, policies. Oh, yeah. So these are, if you think like a uh, pandemic, these are like event cards that you mm -hmm. can play. So it you can have a, a one-time benefit that just, it costs you a little money, but it's not taking any space on the board. Like there's, uh, yeah. Cindy's holding one here. It's a ban on soft drinks. You pay three dollars and you get one happiness per health facility. health facility that's on the board mm -hmm. and there's there's ones that are varying that like are similar to that yeah there's ones that'll be like uh new bike paths uh, it takes down the Pollution traffic or traffic yeah and ne neither that, of you've played the video game right no, no. okay i've played sim city though if that counts for anything <laughs> I played a different game. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, and then there's news. The news cards are bad. <laughs> so if you're playing and you've incorporated the news cards into your game, then when a news card gets drawn, instead of going into a player's hand, they get put onto the table and it gives you some sort of negative effect for 
Well, until the next news card comes out. I, something that Colin didn't mention is there are different um, stacks of cards. There's one stack, two stack, and three stack for the cards. And it's basically just the difficulty of being able to build the buildings or the benefit. You know, the lower the number, the less benefit you'll get, but it's also easier to put on the board. The news cards are only in stacks two and three. So if you're mainly drawing from one, then you won't necessarily encounter them. But yeah, these are not good. You'll <laughs> run out of the one stack eventually too. So you'll have yes. to deal with them at some so, point. Like, for instance, the one I'm holding here is called low property value. And it says no residentials may be built in a district where there's an industrial. That's very hard. And then like here, this one's punishing. Whatever traffic rises, lose a happiness. And so it it's like natural things for if you were actually building a city. But oh my gosh, is it punishing when you're playing a game like this? So anyway, what I like about it. It's a kind of neat visual experience seeing your city grow mm -hmm. and working cooperatively together. Like our favorite game of ours is Suburbia. Yes. And that is competitive. This one is kind of in your face cooperative. Yes. There's a couple of things I don't like about it. I, a couple of the unique buildings I like, but most of them I don't. Yeah. And uh, so I'd probably play without those. And also the news. The news is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very hard. No news is good news in my book. <laughs> in this game, anyway. So, yeah, if if I was going to play this again, I'd say take those two things out, but all the other stuff is good. But my one problem with this game is it's long. Yes! The box says it's 40 to 70 minutes. We've not finished this game in under two hours. Yeah. Jeez. It is, it's a much longer game than it leads on to be. Yeah, it... I don't know. I mean, like I'm I usually I'm enjoying myself for the most part while I'm playing it, but I'm like, golly day, it's taking forever. Yeah, it it's the thing that I didn't like about Terraforming Mars. It it feels long. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a bad game, but it just feels long. And that's something I don't care for much. Like it gives me a little bit more depth than Sprawlopolis, but without yeah. much more benefit. Right. I get that. I get that. I mean Obviously, the goal is different than Sprawlopolis, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's definitely, yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but uh, so what I'm saying is I like it, but I'm not sure I'd want to keep it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see people definitely enjoying this game. I mean, if you mm -hmm. really like the architectural, like building of a city style game and you don't mind a longer thinky experience or maybe it'll be quicker for other people maybe you and i are just overthinking it i don't know you guys so i mean i could definitely <laughs> i could definitely see people enjoying this i mean and not that i disliked it but i mean i don't know if there would be i don't know if it would be worth holding on to because i don't see us necessarily pulling this off the shelf as much as we would other games yeah so if i was going based on thumbs i would say it's a one thumb mm -hmm. and if I was going to go based off of BGG, I'd probably float somewhere in a 5.5 to 6. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, that is City Skylines from Cosmos. All right. It, 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 it's time. <laughs> time it, for what? It's time for me to tackle this beast, this behemoth, <laughs> uh, Gloomhaven from Cephalfair Games, which Philip can actually chime in on because he's played. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Gloomhaven. <laughs> when did you play Gloomhaven, or did you do digital? Uh, he one day it was in the beginning of the year. Uh, oh. He came over and we played a scenario prior to lockdown. Yeah, this was back <laughs> in like late January, early February. I want to say. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, uh, he came over and tried out a scenario. So in Gloomhaven, it is a dungeon delve game, basically. Uh, how where you know there's a scenario book that's got all these interconnected stories, but you you turn to whatever scenario you're on and you set up the board with all you've got all these little standees for for the v bad guys, and then each hero class has their own miniature. Mm. And the way the game works is each hero has a hand of cards, and very similar to the the cards actually remind me obviously a lot of uh. Founders of Gloomhaven, but the way the game works is each card has a top action and a bottom action, and you pick two cards out of your your hand of cards, and uh, you pick two cards, and then everybody puts them face down, and then 
Uh, you flip them over when when all it's a cooperative game, and whoever has the lowest in the middle of the cards is an initiative number. Whoever has the lowest one goes first for like basically whatever card they played on top, sort of thing. So mm. you can't directly say like I'm gonna go do this thing, but it's more of a I'm gonna attack these guys. You know, like I'm gonna try and go first to get these guys. Like you're not directly saying I'm gonna be at initiative five. You know. Mm. You, you could just kind of hint. Of course, then again, you could play it however you want to. And the way that the game works is each of the villains has a deck that you flip over and it has what their actions are. And instead of rolling dice or anything to hit, there's a modifier deck that you flip over. And there's one for the there's like a joint one for the villains and there's one for each player. So say the skeleton's got a health of five. I'm doing an attack that's worth three. I flip over the modifier deck and it has a minus one. Okay, I'm only doing two damage now. Mm. Or maybe it has the null, which is a, means I didn't do any damage, or it could have the times two, so I do like six damage and kill it. Gotcha. And there's there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of different circumstances. I'm just kind of giving a base overview of the game. And and someone I'm, I imagine any Gloomhaven fans are gonna say that I described it poorly. but so here's my thoughts i can Mm. see why people like the game and this kind of go ties like it's like the the gloom or like with wingspan last time i understand where the hype comes from and that if you're the type of person who has been interested in the kind of dynamic play that like a zombicide or an arcadia quest or descent those type of narrative and dungeon delve games, if you've always been intrigued by those, like you like D&D, but you didn't like the mechanics of the game, like you wanted a more Euro-y game, mm. that's why this has gotten so popular. Because like all those people, it's a dungeon delve with a lot of meaty mechanics in it. Okay. However, for me personally... There's not enough story, which is going to throw a lot of people for a loop because they're going to be like, what? What do you mean? There's all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But for me, like, based on the amount of plays that I've done, which I've put a lot of plays into this game, not like I've completed the campaign or anything, but like, it's not like I just played it. That would take a while. Yeah. It's not like (laughs) I just played it like three or four times and then put it on the shelf. Mm. And because I really wanted to understand, like, I, I felt like this was for me. The problem is, is the way that the story works is it's more of the mesh that connects the scenarios together. So it, the story bits, like, they don't really come out. Like, when you're playing the game, the story doesn't really come out. You're just playing a dungeon delve. It's just okay. afterwards, you then read the book to be like, oh, okay, well, now we can go to this scenario or we could go to do this scenario instead. Or you get like there's these cards that like if you go to the city or on the road, there's these road cards that like on the path to the next scenario, this thing happens and you get to make a choice and that can affect how you start out the next thing. So I understand all that. But for me, I would want more in each scenario, more depth and more more story based and there's probably gonna be someone that comes in and be like well if you get to scenario 57 then i don't want to have to do that (laughs) i get that yeah so but it's also it is a it is an experience so like i wouldn't get rid of this here's the other thing it's one of those if i didn't have anything else i would invest a lot of time in this if i'd like if i hadn't gotten my group hooked on arkham horror I could see us playing this like once a week or once every couple weeks kind of thing. Mm. So I will probably keep it and just it's one of those right time, right place. Phillips over like, hey, you want to bust out a Gloomhaven scenario? Because that's the thing is it's also kind of the way because it's built that way. You can kind of jump in and out with different groups of people. Hmm, okay. I was I was going to ask if uh, I can't remember if I've seen the that there's the re- removable sticker sheet that's available. Yeah. Is is there stickers in the game that you like? Yeah. You so basically, there's a map that it, it's almost like it's kind of blank at the start of the game, and then as you unlock a scenario, you kind of put a sticker on the board of revealing sections of the map, sort of thing. Okay. At so least it. It's not necessarily fully resettable straight out of the box. Correct. Okay. Yeah. 
I was thinking of like if you wanted to like pass this off to someone. It, yeah, and I uh, yeah, it's it's not really in a place where I would do that per se. So there there is that. Like I could see us like pulling it out and like playing. Especially there's a bunch of like one offs and eyed scenarios, and that would be fun. I haven't really gotten to level up a whole bunch because here's the other thing is I'm terrible at this game (laughs) because like I may have played this game a bunch, but I've only gotten to like scenario three or four. And you want to know why? Because I suck at the game. I played it a lot and just not gotten very far. Oh my. Just well, because here's the thing is the way that the, the, the way the cards work is when you play them, if you're just using them for kind of generic or not super powered abilities, you discard them. Okay. If you're using them for like super powered abilities or if there's an effect that triggers of them, they get dis they get like basically removed from the game. Mm. And, like the uh, full game forever and well, ever. Well, no, no, no. It's it's it. They call them lost, basically. Because what happens is, is when you run out of cards, you do either a short rest or a long rest to get the cards that you've discarded back. But the ones okay. that have been lost, you can't get back. And so it's like pr- a scenario. It's gone for that scenario. Correct. Okay. Mm. But the problem is, is when you've run out of the, the cards, are you have health, but once you've run out of those cards, you're dead. Pretty much, your character gets exhausted, and I never managed. There's a card management aspect that I have just not grokked, mm. hmm. and I'm just always running out of cards, just shy. I mean, I even played a scenario on Tabletop Simulator. We just barely, like, each of us had like one or two cards left. Like, if it had gone one more turn, we would have lost. Oh wow! wow. Yeah. So I'll let Philip talk here in a second, but yeah, like I enjoy it, and it, it's one of those that, like, if I didn't have 50 other like big campaign style games i could see someone jumping into this and maybe when i've gotten tired of all those i might come back to this but this is why i didn't back frosthaven because it's just like there's a lot of stuff in here that there's still i could you know invest with or enough a lot of stuff in here the other big piece of there's another aspect to this which is the more digital that you have this game the better like when I was playing the game where I had all the individual stacks of cards and all this different stuff, and like everything analog, then it was kind of a tedious task. There's so much stuff you got to manage. So the first thing is like you pull it. There's an app that manages all the all the uh, decks for all the uh, villains. Yeah, all the all the villains. There's a de- there's there's an app that uh, integrates all that. So you can just hit okay. I've got these villains on the board, and then it'll be like, okay. Pfft, here's what they do next. Here's their initiative. And then you click this to reveal their modifier deck. So it completely takes that piece out of the game and you're only messing with your individual modifier deck. Makes the game so much better. Also, I've played this on Steam and it's really good on Steam because you're not having to set up the board. Um, Mm. You're not having to do all this. Like, you know, if you fail, I've mentioned this before. If you fail, you don't have to reset up the board. You can just hit like restart. So what I really commit, like, I'm just, I really want them to implement multiplayer into the Steam version. Because, like, I could totally see, especially now that Philip's got his fancy dancy new computer, I could totally see, like, it's got a very Diablo-esque aspect to it, where it's like, hey, let's go bust out some dungeons and and bust through a couple scenario kind of things. So, uh, Philip, you, you only got to play the one scenario, but what do you think? I do not disagree with anything you said. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you think I, personally about the mechanics and stuff, the gameplay? Uh, so the um, the ha- having the modifier deck, I I mean, I kind of like that. It, there was a bit more, maybe a bit more randomness than just uh, having a die. Yeah, that you'd have to throw around. Um, definitely agree. I mean, you know how I feel about apps with games. I love them. If we could digitize everything, I mean, as much as I love all the Power Ranger stuff that I have, and I mean. They might as well just auto charge me every time they do a Kickstarter. <laughs> I'm just going to back it anyway. They already know this. If this thing went fully digital, then I mean, that would just make my day. Which it has. It just A, they don't have the campaign on the on the Steam version yet. Right. And B, you can't play multiplayer. I mean, if they just throw the multiplayer out there and then heck, you could just how what's what's the max player count Four. Uh, four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. I mean, we could pull four people at their own houses. Yep. Boom, that's why I'm like now is the perfect time for all of that too. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that, all that's st- and all that stuff's coming. Like the it's the game is still in early access on Steam, so it's not been fully released yet. 
So that's that's kind of the the it's it's on there supposedly at some point this this uh year it'll get the campaign and it'll get the the multiplayer but yeah that may be end up being where I really fully explore this game more but like I said I understand why people like it and understand the types of people that will like it and I could probably tell you based on whether your game pl- the types of games you like I could probably tell a person if they would probably like this or not in fact, it was funny. Like when I would ex- when I would describe this game, it was it was funny. I don't know if I told you all this, but I think I told Philip. It was Gloomhaven seems like the kind of game where that Colin would make, thinking I would like it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would have enjoyed it too. Right, but just the way that the mechanics and everything, like it's a brilliant design. But the way some of those the, the really in depth mechanics, it's like what I would expect. Colin's take on this game to be, you know, versus like if I were to make a version of this game kind of thing. It's one of those where like the theme probably throws you off, but I could see Colin probably enjoying this pretty well, other than the the tediousness of the setup. I've been curious about it for the longest time. I think with the assistance of an insert, I would be willing to try this. Like you saying you don't like it is kind of pushing me almost to over the edge. <laughs> But at the same time, like I kind of like the story element. I've I've grown to like story in my games too. Yeah. Like we finished Clank Legacy. There was a lot of story bits that were in there during the game and in between the games. And we're like a little foreshadowing. Like we're going through a Charterstone campaign. And what you said kind of reminded me of what we're seeing story wise in Charterstone. It's yep. It's kind of just speckled in there. Yeah. yeah. It's not really that much. It, it's like the thread behind the scenes that's tying each game together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious, though. Yeah. But like I said, this is an expensive game. And yes. if you have if you're one of the few people that hasn't tried this game and you don't have like a group, like say a, a lot of people have this game and have not played it. If you don't know somebody that has it, then the Steam version of it is a really, really good way of trying it at a low cost to see if it's even worth investing a group into. Like you could play it. Maybe if you've got a significant other that you think might like it as well, you could play the game in front of them or let them run the game for a little bit. And they go, oh yeah, I kind of like this. Then you know whether it's worth spending the time and effort into. Mm -hmm. And it's $20 down the hole if you don't like it versus, you know, like $100, $150. Yeah. Yeah. Or higher depending on when when you get the insert that you need for it. (laughs) Yeah. Although there are some stuff online. There's, uh, I think I saw one that's called Yass, uh, Y-A-S-S. It's like yet another simple solution or storage solution for Gloomhaven. Hmm. Where somebody like get these exact Plano boxes and you can get everything to fit in just right. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. And it costs you like $20 instead of like 50, 60, 70 for an insert. So you're hanging on to it, but it's not necessarily going to be the first one you pull off the shelf. Correct. It's going to be a very circumstantial type of game. Okay. It'll be if I'm in the mood to kind of play. It's not going to be the first thing I pull off the shelf, but if I have like a dedicated group that wants to play, I'll be like, okay, yeah, let's pull, let's play this game. <laughs> So with that, we're going to say that uh, you should go check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash boards and swords. And I have a story to read for you guys because I don't have any puns because I didn't have enough time to get to the puns together. But I wanted to read because I'm getting super, super excited about the Tangled in the Slipstream game and Calvin and I have been working on this and he sent me like some new pieces of fiction and I loved it and it was amazing and uh, it gets me really excited and gets my creative juices flowing and that's only going to happen though at least the actual play of it where these guys and these all people play the game uh, where it's basically Firefly and Spa- you know Firefly but with cats they're only going to get it if we get to that $50 a month so we just need like 15 more people to pledge at a dollar a month and we'll be there or a couple, three people to do. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to request that. I I am j- perfectly True. fine. People betting or bidding a dollar bid. Oh, I'm happy. Backing with it at and a at dollar. fifteen at one. That's that's saying we're that much more popular. Yeah, but if you <laughs> needed more proof, I want. So I'm going to read you the backstory that. So when I pitched this idea to Calvin, I then went to sleep and I woke up and this was waiting for me in my inbox. And I had not given Calvin a whole lot of stuff to go on. And then when I read this, I was like, yes, we are in the same mind space. (laughs) So in the long before times, there was a home colony 
We don't know where they is, although we really, really tried to look for it. Ask anyone at Astrofaring or Spacewatch. Dozens of years. But in those before times, and remember this was the very long before, they sent ships out into the star black. You, me, everyone who was listening, we was on one of those shippies. And that ship landed here, on Main Colony. And many thousands of us came out of the... What are you doing? Where, what do you mean, where's the ship? You're sitting in it. Stop interrupt before I forget story. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, Main Colony. is here. We came out. Our mother and father cats. So we knew our purpose. Build the towers. Grow the food. Tell Home Colony where we is. So Home Colony can send more cats with more shippies to help. <laughs> but the star black changed. Space Watch cats saw it happen. All the stars moved like little flies. Dart here, dart there. Then suddenly whole sky has changed. And although we are okay, we can no, long can no longer find Home Colony. I said questions later. <laughs> Whatever has happened, we cats here on Maine are okie dokie. We have the star picks from back then. We have towers and food and many planets to live on. For many dozen lifetimes, we have lived on Maine and searched for home. One day, maybe, we will find the matching star picks and we can tell home that we are okie dokie. <laughs> and all of you, me and us, can see our mother-father cats from the long ago time. For now, we improve astrofaring, go to Eno or Junpet, have adventure, maybe run into a huge teeth six legs, come home Maine, tell big story, all laugh. <laughs> but we as home cats, not Maine cats, never forget, one day we go home, not today, Maybe not next year, but one day. Aww. Nice. I like how it worked in a little bit of the I can has cheeseburger type speak. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, and that's that's it's one of those like it's funny because it's really hard to write like that. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be like if we ever like publish it as a book or when we do, because I, I really want to, it'll be like an optional way of playing. It'll mm. be like there'll be like formal and then there'll be like informal talking kind of thing. Fun. Mm. But yeah, it's oh, one now of the I'm even more excited. People, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash boards and swords and give it a gander. Yeah. And with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Colin now for the game show, right? Colin. Uh, no, you're throwing oh, Cindy, it over to sorry, Cindy. Cindy. We just talked about this. Hey, uh, we're in the same house. You almost hit the target. CP, go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Broadcast. So y'all ready? Because this is Jeopardy. Yay. That's probably copyrighted anyway. So whatever. Okay. <laughs> that is the wrong show. Close enough. Game show. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So I have five categories with five questions in each category. And this is going to be played just like, you know, regular Jeopardy, where you guys are going to take turns buzzing in after I've read the read the answer and you're going to give me the question mm. and so if you and if you answer the last person who answers correctly is the one who chooses the next category and price and we will see who so wins. do we need buzzwords yes you need buzzwords colin i will go with flutter flutter yeah. okay chris what's your buzzword kitty philip what's your buzzword jackal okay so we have <laughs> flutter Kitty and Jackal. All right. Well, our categories are our top tens, people of note, BGG top 100, party hardy, <laughs> and isn't that beautiful? Is that all categories? Like the answer is all Cindy. <laughs> you know it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. All right. So, Who's going first? Um, buzz in for that. Flutter. Okay. Colin. <laughs> Wait right, Colin. a minute. <laughs> Uh, what was famous people? For people, people of note. Of note. Yeah. Potent what, potables. Uh, what value do you want? Uh, what What are the values? One through 500. Uh, 100 through 500. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's going to pick one? <laughs> uh, let, let's I'd like to bid one dollar, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go middle of the road to say 300. 300. Okay. This person has a lot of gameplays on video with his invisible wife, Jen. Flutter. Colin? Who is Rado or Richard Ham? That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Okay. I will take, uh, let, let's go to our top games. Our top 10? Our top 10s. Yeah. Let's do 100. Okay. 100. All right. This scenario driven game has several expansions, including one where players can hop on mounts. Kitty. Oh, Jackal. Okay. Chris, I heard you first. What is Arcadia Quest? That's correct. Ooh, I almost said I almost said flick them up. We, haven't, right. pl we haven't played those scenarios yet. What would you like? 
Chris, which category? Uh, was the previous game that was our top tens? Our top tens. That's what I just for answered. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go BGG top 100 for 200. Okay. Two versions of this legacy game have graced the top 100 chart. Jekyll. Philip. Pandem- what is Pandemic Legacy? That is correct. Nice. All right. Philip, what category would you like? I will go with Isn't That Beautiful for 500. Oh. Okay. These game designers use the same characters in multiple games, usually in the role of villains or spies. Hmm. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> so I was about to do that. Boop, boop, boop. The correct answer we were looking for is who are Tim Fowers and Jeff Beck? Ah. Uh, I've, I haven't played too many of their games. I don't know if I've ever played a Tim Fowers game. <laughs> All right. Well, Phil, Phil uh, back to you, Philip, for picking. Uh, okay. Um, let's go with Party Hardy for 300. This game is bound to make you hungry after passing all those yummy cards around the table. Ooh, Flutter. Colin? Sushi Go. That is incorrect. <laughs> uh, Would one of you like to try to can steal I get it? A, can you say it again? This game is bound to make you hungry after passing all those yummy cards around the table. Hmm. Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. What is Sushi Go Party? Yeah, I figure that's what you were going for. Did you you minus me money? Oh, I did not minus Colin money. That was... (laughs) All right, Philip, go again. (laughs) All right. right, Here we go. Um, I'll go with our top tens for 300. Our top tens for 300. Based on a popular franchise, this game has years of content to incorporate. Jackal? Philip? What is Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid? That is correct. <laughs> I was like, that could be a, so many of them. <laughs> I know. That's why I put that question in. I mean, it was going to be Star Trek Ascendancy if it wasn't yeah. Power Rangers. Or it could have been um, there's a year's Marvel worth of, Champions. Yeah, there's years worth Marvel of Champions, Marvel yeah. or even Arkham at this point. DC so Legends. Much. Yeah. But Arkham Horror, is that based off of a popular franchise? Well, it's based off of a Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Series. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Philip, back to you for choosing uh, the category. Let's do Isn't That Beautiful 100. All righty. This game showcases many of the U.S. national parks featuring unique and original artwork for Kitty. Fit Chris. What is trekking the national parks? That is incorrect. Uh, Flutter. Colin. What is parks? That is correct. All right. Colin, it's over to you. And to think Chris would have gotten that answer if he had cut out on audio for a second. <laughs> True. <laughs> Colin, what's your, what are you choosing? Uh, I will go with Party Hardy for 400. All right. In this game, if I reveal the wrong tile, I might have a bone to pick with you. Kitty. Chris. Oh, I don't know if this game is a party game, though. Uh, I'm going to say, what is Willy Wammoth? That is incorrect. Yeah. Hmm. You have the wrong tile. Bone to pick with you. Bone. Boop, boop, boop. What is skull? Oh. All right. I'm sitting here pretty in my negatives. (laughs) Colin, (laughs) what are you? It's your back to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's go our top tens for 400. Okay. Artistically simple but beautiful, this game causes players to think in multiple dimensions to master the strategy. Oh, uh, Flutter. Colin. Is that Shobu? That is Shobu. Hey, cool. All right. I'm sorry. Your answer must be formed in... Wait, did I not question that? You said, is that Shobu? Uh, That was a question. (laughs) That is a question. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Colin, next category? Uh. (laughs) Um, See, I, I I broke him now. He's done. Uh, let's go back to People of Note for 200. This person is well known for his work with Come On and loves to use minis. Oh, uh, Flutter. Kitty? Oh. Colin, I heard Colin first. Sorry. Chris. Whatever. That's lag on that Rigged. one. Rigged. Rigged. Okay, Chris, fine. Yeah, you yeah. take it. Who is Eric Lang? Correct. All right, Chris. BGG Top 100 for 500. Okay. Some might call this the original dexterity game. Oh, uh, Flutter. Colin. Crokinole? Correct. Uh, I realize I didn't say, uh, like, what is Crokinole, but you could tell it sounded like a question. The way you said (laughs) Crokinole is a question. Next time you don't answer to question format, I'm going to penalize you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's go with BGG Top 100 for 100. Purchasing polyomino tiles with a unique currency is part of the charm of this game. Kitty. 
Chris? What is patchwork? That is correct. Woohoo! All right, Chris. Uh, top 100 for 300. Wine is important in this worker placement game. Kitty. Chris? What is viticulture? That is correct. Uh, Chris, you're, you're in the positive. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, let's just keep rolling with the top 100 for 400. Okay. Getting stranded on a deserted island isn't fun, except in this game. Oh, flutter. Colin? What is Robinson Crusoe? <laughs> that is correct. Or who is, should that. I say? <laughs> it's a game title, so it's what is. That is correct. Okay. Colin? Uh, I'll go back to Isn't That Beautiful for 300. This game needs a lot of sunlight, which between players might create some shade. (laughs) Cast shade. Flutter. Colin. What is photosynthesis? That is correct. Uh, Let's go our top tens for 500. According to some, fighting your friends has never been more fun than in this adventure game. Jackal. Philip. What is Munchkin? That is correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That was so vague. I'm sorry. It's uh, hard. I, I, knew I will it be wasn't one in my top ten. I will be 100 percent honest. She said fighting your friends, and my first thought was super fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, like I want to say Munchkin, but like it didn't seem like there was enough Munchkiny aspects. Okay. Anyways, yeah, Phil, let's uh, let's finish out top tens. Okay, having adequate security is essential to not losing many visitors in this Kitty. game. Chris, what is Dinosaur Island? That is correct. Mm. Uh, Party hardy for 100. All right. In this social deduction game, players are collectively disclosing information about the location they're all at. Philip! (laughs) What a spy fall. Yes! Good job. (laughs) Now we've broken Chris. (laughs) Broke Chris. Uh. All right, Philip. Back to you. Next time we play anything, I want access to the soundboard too. Because I want to hit that (laughs) button right there. (laughs) Oh Uh, yeah, you should have hit it, Colin. That would have been great. uh, Party Hardy for five. In this game, the odds of a reptile saying nine is pretty high. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I played (laughs) Spyfall. Oh, uh, Flutter. Colin. What is Secret Hitler? That is correct. A reptile? I, I just remembered that he's like portrayed as like a reptile or something. Yeah, all like the that. characters are apparently portrayed as reptiles in that game. And nine is German for no. Well, yeah, I got the the, the yeah. nine part, but I don't remember there being any artwork. <laughs> I don't know. I, on the character cards, you're I, I haven't seen much about the game. I've played I, the game and I don't visually. remember. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, go on. Okay, Colin. All right. Uh, isn't that beautiful for 400? The critters in this game, the towering tree, and all the artwork are top-notch production. Kitty. Phil, uh, Chris. <laughs> what is Everdell? That is correct. Uh, all right. Let's people of note for 100. The per- this person is the head of Portal Games. Kitty. Phil, I mean, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Ignacy Shevishek? That is correct. And then uh, people of note for 400. This person has a rivalry with Tom Vassell and enjoys pieing him in the face. Uh, Flutter. Colin. Who is Stephen Buonacore? That is correct. <laughs> I had to pronounce all the vowels in there. <laughs> all right, Colin. Uh, party Hardy for 200. All right. Coming up with the perfect multifaceted clue can be a brain burner in this game. Kitty. Chris. What is Codenames? That is correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Two uh, left. People of note for 500. This person recently had her first games published, one of which she had a huge spreadsheet logging all the data for the cards of the game. Ooh, Flutter. Colin? What is... Oh, who is Elizabeth Hargrave? That is correct. And our last question is, isn't that beautiful for 200? Set as a journey crossing the United States, this game's artwork by Vincent Dutrait is incomparable. Flutter. Colin? I tried to give a little bit of head start there. What is Lewis and Clark? That is correct. All right. So our final scores here, we have Colin at 3,300, Chris at 1,100, and Philip at 1,100. Hey, you guys tied. Woohoo! I don't have another... I don't have like a final like a final Jeopardy. Yeah. No Final Jeopardy? Come on. Uh, we should have just taken the last one as the Final Jeopardy. the last one as Final Jeopardy. <laughs> no, because I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> I mean, just whatever the last question would have been. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> it, well, I mean, 
because when when you said you gave you gave a head start, I was thinking, oh, this one is trekking the national park. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was seriously about to say it, and then when he, uh, nope. I'm trying to think of a question off the top of my. No, head don't quick. worry about it. It's okay. fine. What it's if I fine. got in my pockets? <laughs> so Colin won. Yeah, go figure. Sorry. Cool. I kind of like the rapid fire questions on there. Yeah, it was. Cool. <laughs> I like this website. Of being able to make my own Jeopardy. This was so cool. What is it? It's... Jeopardylabs.com. All right. Foods that end in hamburger. That's <laughs> <laughs> as, 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 uh, potent potables. Yeah. An album cover. <laughs> All right. Uh, let, whatever. Roll that beautiful bean footage. We're done here. That wraps up this week's episode. If you want to watch the show live, we try our best, but, you know, internet service providers be damned. We record every other Wednesday. Boardsandswords.com slash live has the schedule and the links to all of our live streaming channels. If you guys like this show and you want to find out more of what we do, you got to visit uh, Boardsandswords.com where you'll find the link to the Dirt Bags of Holding. That's where our game group takes um, all these amazing RPGs that these companies come out with, and we rip them to shreds and uh, play them for your enjoyment. If you like this show, you can email us comments and questions at feedback at boardsandswords.com. You can follow us on Instagram at boardsandswordspod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod. And you can follow our individual accounts. I'm Cindy Pastorius on Twitter and Instagram. I am ColeCakes196 on Twitter and Instagram. I am Chris Isn't Bored on Twitter and Instagram. B-O-A-R-D. And I'm Phil the Dirtbag on Twitter. And this podcast is also part of Punchboard Media. You can go to punchboardmedia.com and check out all sorts of other great gaming podcasts. And thank you for listening once again. Please check out patreon.com slash boards and swords to help support the show. And we'll be back in two weeks with another show. In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story. And now that this episode is ended, you can fill in the story that'll build it up to the next episode. <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs>